0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Flourish for the Least Comerfib, where we hear real stories from everyday people that will encourage and inspire you on your own health journey. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Flourish, where we hear real healing stories from real people and our real person that we have with us today is Mary. Hi Mary.
1: Hi, Elise. How are you?
0: Good. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. I've just had a weekend in Perth. Well, I got a bit of a cold from someone on the plane, but <laughs> had a great weekend in Perth. So,
0: isn't that the worst? People sitting next to you on the plane with the sniffles. Yeah, terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Get your germs away from me.
1: Yes, yeah, you want to say? Could you please hand out masks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I change seats? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so even even when you're doing gaps, you can still get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have quite a few of my clients that will be like, I'm sick. What am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. My kid's got a cold. And I'm like, it's okay. You can still get a cold. Yeah. But usually what you find is that it doesn't hit you as hard and that you get over it a bit more quickly.
1: No, that's really good. And yeah. what I've been doing as well as that is um, having –
0: uh, fermented garlic in honey fermented garlic is one of the best things you can do for yeah. a cold um, yeah. and for anything we just always have fermented garlic on hand yeah it is amazing stuff yeah it's great so Mary is a client of mine that has done gaps and it's been quite a journey hasn't it, Mary how long ago did we start working together
1: About um, January 2018,
0: I think. Yep, so it's been about 15 months.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Yep, and I haven't seen you for a little while, so it'll be interesting to hear how you've been doing in the last few months. Um, But tell us, Mary, why did you start GAPS? So when you found me, what is it that you were dealing with and what did you want to resolve?
1: Um. Well, Elise, it's been a very long journey. I've been going to and from different naturopaths. I'm a nurse and I stay away from doctors. (laughs) So I've been following the natural health journey for 35 to 40 years probably.
0: Yeah.
1: And about 1990 I saw a man who was a doctor and uh, and he did natural therapies and he diagnosed me with candida and low thyroid. And so I've moved around quite a, to quite a few places in the years and so I've gone from one person to the other and done every diet imaginable. And anyway, to cut a long story short, I was on my uh, normal thing of... My, my my biggest problem is probably ego, and it's about my weight. Yeah. So the weight would go up and down. So <clears throat> I would put on probably – I'm only short, and I'd put on about um, 10 kilos, and I'd get on some da- diet, and I'd lose 10 kilos, and I'd do it again and again. So anyway, I, I eventually heard – um, a podcast of you with Quirky Journey, and I thought, oh, she sounds good. And then I followed that up, and um, and so I called you and had my thirty minute consult and booked in. Um, go on,
0: and so you don't need to cut the long story short. We're here for the long story, Mary. So okay. what else had you been dealing with? Why were you going from practitioner to practitioner and getting these diagnoses of candida and hypothyroid? So tell us what else, What was going on, what kind of symptoms you had. Um, I know IBS, there was a bit of IBS going on.
1: So, yes, yeah, so I had um, I eventually by about five years ago um, I'd worked out that I had um, – about four different autoimmune diseases. I've had um, diverticulitis, osteoporosis, um, irritable bowel with the diverticulitis probably.
0: Yeah. When was um, the diverticulitis diagnosed?
1: Um, back about 94. Yeah. 95.
0: And what kind I'd- of symptoms were you getting with that?
1: Really, really bad um, pain in my um, upper uh, sort of gallbladder sort of region and then down into the lower bowel near the pelvis. Um, So that was about when I was getting towards menopause as well. And it was a a particularly um, stressful financial time in our lives. And, yeah, so that that was that i at 24 I was diagnosed with um
0: endometriosis
1: endometriosis you got it <laughs> and um so I was infertile for about what took me six years to make a baby <laughs> so and I was told you know there was seven percent chance that I'd have another baby I'd already had one child and then um I found out I had endometriosis. And with that, I didn't think that I ever had um, bad periods or particularly bad pain, but I think I might have a high pain threshold. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think there's one other um, autoimmune disease I can't remember. Have you got something in my notes there?
0: Hmm.
1: Ah, the the thyroid.
0: Yes, yeah, we got that one, the hypothyroid.
1: Yeah, so I've got, you know, Hashimoto's as well. So all those things, um, trying to, you know, keep on top of them has been a constant uh, journey and I've felt uh, pretty neurotic into the bargain as I've done all that. It's... I felt like I always was chasing this perfect health. Never really, really sick. Never, I didn't, um, apart from a few broken bones. um, But I've never not been able to go to work or any of those things. I've had, you know, tiredness, which I've pushed through. So I think there's been a lot of adrenal stuff there. But I've always kept going, kept going, kept going. Yeah. And then we started GAPS.
0: And so let's rewind just a little bit. So before you came across GAPS, so you already had found Joe Witten. So what kind of journey were you on that led you to GAPS? Because we we know that it's never GAPS first. No one ever finds GAPS and goes, I think I'll just try this. I want to be healthier. So there's generally a bit of a journey before you get to GAPS. So what was that for you?
1: So, for me, probably, um, I've been on and off bread and gluten um, since those since the 90s, and um, I've felt, I still believe it's an absolute addiction. You know, you really, you just have to have it. So, I'd go off bread and sugar and alcohol, and I'd feel really good, and I'd lose weight, and then, after I'd been off it, and a few months later, when I was feeling really good, I just start sneaking back. There you go.
0: Diet's over. I'm good now. Just
1: have a little <laughs> bit of this, just yeah. a little bit of that, and by three months' time, I'd find that I was back on it all again. Mm. Um, and then, probably two, no, three years ago, I I uh, had consultation with a practitioner. Mm-hmm. That I was really doing almost gaps, a, a different sort of thing to gaps. Um, and I felt really well after that, but I didn't think it quite hit it. So,
0: and so is that, guess, a, so you, was that kind of, you'd move towards that whole food kind of journey by that time?
1: Yeah, I'd always, I've always, um, We've always eaten fresh food and always cooked um, nearly everything that we have. Uh, don't I use very? I don't use any packet food now, but I used very little packet food um, or tin food. Was always you know if I could get it as fresh as possible. But so that's been uh, like I guess I've been like that for ten or fifteen years.
0: Yeah yeah excellent so then okay then you found me we found gaps how did you feel about starting the gaps journey
1: oh spooked out completely (laughs) i think i think by the time i found you i bought dr natasha's book and read it from cover to cover
0: yeah that's not always an easy read
1: (laughs) no and i've you know, I would read it and go, that's me, that's me, that's me. And I just really liked um, her attitude and the way she did things. So that was another th- – I mean, that was a big thing that got me onto GAPS as well. So obviously I knew about that before I um, I contacted you because yeah. I contacted you because you are a GAPS practitioner. Yes. Yes. And I rang a couple of people uh, locally. I live in Victoria and I rang a couple of people and spoke to them and said, you know, do you do GAPS? I'd like to come and see you. I like the sound of you. And they'd say, no, we don't do GAPS. And I'd say, well, thank you very much. But I need a GAPS (laughs) practitioner. So I'd obviously really decided that that was for me. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts, I don't know, like I'd, I think I'd heard Dr Natasha speak with Jo by then and yeah. um, done quite a bit of searching um, and reading up about her and and people that had done it. Liking the stories,
0: yeah, and that's generally the way it goes with gaps. You got to hear the stories, read about it. It's like you stand on the sidelines and do a bit of research first, a bit of a reconnaissance mission. Is this for me?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's what and I did.
1: And can I do that? You yeah know, can Can I do, do that? And I think the fact that I'd done so many before, like I'd had a little little apprenticeships, um, like it's a big journey and it's a big thing to move into and uh, luckily I've had amazingly the support of my husband. I thought he'd go, well, he did virtually go, is this another one of those things you're on about? (laughs) Uh, So I think you probably remember me saying (laughs) to you at the start, you know, is this another thing? I really support you doing this but if it's just another thing, Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'd already um, gone gluten-free and sugar-free and I was off alcohol when I contacted you.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'd done about a month of that. Okay. So then we got started.
0: And how did we get started? Um, Well, it was
1: fantastic because... um, I was really excited by all the tools that you had. I like tools, and I like reading, and I need um, I need to refer to things. So um, when I got started with you, um, well, we had our first um, session, and then we booked in that I'd do the three months uh, to start with. And then you sent all the literature and my husband printed it all for me oh. and I got a folder out and I had everything written down and I printed everything and got everything I could together. And um, and then off we went.
0: Excellent. And so we did really get straight into things with you, didn't we?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah we did,
0: yeah. yeah. And how did you feel on stage one?
1: Um. It wasn't very long for me, so um, I did. I think I felt, you know, the first couple of days I felt a bit weak, and I think every one of those those early stages, I thought, "Oh my God, am I going to be able to cope with this?" But um, with your, you know, with your backup, with talking to you, um, you know, I, I was able to write down that like you're doing really well, Mary, and it's going really well, and yes, you can move to two or three now or whatever, and I'd I'd get a real shock that I could move on, and so that just kept buoying me up and keeping me going. Yeah. And I was pretty lucky that I didn't have... Um, many reactions to any of the other foods as I was reintroducing
0: them as well no yeah I think you just got a few headaches on stage one and then we just dealt with a bit of constipation yeah yeah, which is so common nearly everyone's dealing with that in the early yeah. stages and we just um, we use some MCT oil and things like that to help with the constipation um, yeah and I remember in those early stages you just felt that bloating go right down.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And I really, I was going to tell you one of the things, I really missed my coffee at the start. Just I have one coffee about 10 o'clock every day and it's a real ritual with me and my husband. And so it was stopping one of those little um it's a it's a little lovey dovey thing we yeah. have this ten o'clock coffee. And I was stopping that, which I felt a bit of a traitor to the cause.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you put me on to the dandelion tea and I started having that. Well, I'm still doing that. I make my thermos up and with the dandelion tea. And my ten year old grandchild was here in the holidays and she said I really like that. Can I have that? And my daughter who lives in Sydney, they've gone home and she's gone to the health food shop to buy some dandelion tea. And the woman's had the dandelion tea with chicory and I could never get that. You told me to have dandelion tea and chicory and I could never get the chicory. I I bought the dandelion root here so I just used to have that. Anyway, the woman said to my daughter, oh, your mother's just got tea bags, and my daughter said, listen, you don't know my mother. If she's supposed to have something that's pure, she's got it. It would be the root that she'd have. So that was funny. So now my (laughs) 10-year-old granddaughter is, who's got a few issues with skin things and stuff like that and a bit of tummy problems, she's starting to have a bit of dandelion tea.
0: Oh, how good is that?
1: Yeah, so that's good, isn't yeah, it?
0: Yeah, you'll have to get her onto the meat stocks next. Yeah. Yeah. And so, intro for you, how long did you spend on intro? So, I, th- I remember you got to about stage four and you spent a bit longer there on the later stages.
1: Yeah, it's not very much longer, though, I don't think. Um, well, by stage four, I was able to eat more. Um, and feel and feel more like I was having a more everyday diet yeah. um you know I'd got into the Russian custard, oh my God, that was like eating chocolate cake, <laughs> <laughs> learning about that, yeah, so um, yeah, once I got into those uh more sort of normal sort of foods, not that some people would say eating 8 to 12 eggs a day is normal, but yeah. or egg yolks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, life became better that way, yeah, so. And um. then,
0: and then um, so let's talk about the candida side of things. So through intro we did see some candida symptoms. You had some candida on your feet. Um, what other candida symptoms did we see?
1: Um, I think I had, um, I get this rash um, on my leg, which yeah. is just a red rash, um, and it gets really itchy, and I've tried everything to go on, and it, it doesn't go away until I get, you know, eating properly and, you know, lower the candida down yeah um, I can't remember what else, Elise. Um,
0: so I'm just going I'm going through our notes as we speak, and so yeah. I'm just gonna point out a couple of other things that you noticed through intro and then we'll talk more about the candida side of things because we then yeah. started working on the root cause of the candida. Um, so floaters in your eyes went away?
1: Oh uh, yes, yeah. 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 They were better, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then and better energy, sleeping better, not feeling so tired.
1: And um, um, at that stage too um, I was doing a lot of um, soaking my feet in magnesium. Where I live yeah. um, we have a bath, well, we have a bath, but we have a septic that you can't put any salts down. So I had to... Um, every night I was soaking my feet in salts. So I think that was really good as a detox.
0: Yeah definitely as
1: well. Yeah that was working really well.
0: Yeah. Um, and so other th- so we'll talk about the candida side of things and then we we'll want to talk about the mental health side of things as well because that was something overall that you've really noticed a change in. So yeah. maybe we'll talk about the mental health side of things first. Yep. So tell us a bit about that.
1: Um, I, well, I think I've never really thought, um, I've been a nurse for a long time and I think I'm a fairly strong person and I've probably had to handle a lot of different things in my life. And I realised after six months or so on GAPS that I had been much more cloudy In my thoughts and more, and probably depressed, and I would have given credence for before that.
0: And so it was the lifting of it that made you recognize that you had felt like that before.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the fact that now I was feeling much clearer, yeah. And but I didn't really realize while I wasn't clear that I was so foggy, yeah. (laughs) So it's only you know, um, when it was gone, was I able to recognise that it had been there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I've got in our notes here that you said you weren't worrying about things as much and not having that internal worry anymore.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, well, yes, that's right. And um, I would have palpitations as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they went away. So I think one of the big things that we talked about then was that I realised that I hadn't had any palpitations. And they were over little things. They were over things just around the house that I would stress about.
0: Yeah.
1: But I was really holding that stress inside.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was only when I stopped doing it and, and the palpitations went away that I thought, oh right okay so
0: something's changed there yeah yeah excellent and so what does your husband think now you know at the start is this another one of those things uh what is he think now
1: (laughs) my husband says that it's the best thing i've ever done for my health and for us yeah and uh we just had a busy weekend away and i've come home with a cold and I've got a bit of a rash and I ate a bit too much sweet bit things and drank a bit too much wine <laughs> and had not as much sleep or rest. And so my husband said, I've got to go out to the freezer at the back and see if there's any bones there. We need to make some broth <laughs> to get you sorted again. So, um, yeah, he's really noticed a big difference.
0: Yeah. 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 That's excellent.
1: Okay. And, uh, and I feel less. I think. Like sometimes I look at him and think he's a saint. You know. I think. Oh my God! I've given him hell for years, and I don't feel like I'm doing that now.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. So yes. now onto the candida side of things. So we did discover a source of candida for you. Um. So you had, you had about seven mercury fillings. Yes, and now um, you have one.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Yeah, as a child, we had all our fillings were uh, mercury, and most of us, most of our teeth were f- full of a mercury filling of mercury fillings. And so, in January, I had most of them removed, except for one, and um. I think that because over the Christmas period I've eaten more sugar and done a few things that I wasn't doing before Christmas, um, and I've still got that feeling. I'm, you know, noticing that the candida's flared up again, and it's like as though um, I do feel with it that I get like an addiction to. If I open the cupboard and see rice crackers in there, I just about have to chop my fingers off so that I sh- quickly shut the cupboard. So I've had to, I've learned um, with those that I have a real drawing to those
0: um, carbs. And that is so candida, very. And candida. the
1: carbs, and the carbs, I know just. Feed the candida big time. So, you know, people say to me, oh, yeah, but such and such is gluten-free and I now say to them, look, I just can't do any of those things that are like, you know, they say they can get gluten-free pasta and stuff like that. Well, to me, it's almost as bad as eating wheat, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think
1: it is the same. I Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's a wheat thing as much as the white carbs
0: yeah absolutely All those dirty yeah. white
1: carbs <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: and that is such a candida thing it can feel like it takes over you yes yeah. and it does pretty much that yeah. drive to just eat anything i candida has been one of my lifelong issues so i really empathize with that the just being completely driven in your food behaviors by the candida can just feel like hell sometimes yeah yep yeah. It's just awful. Yeah. So what are we going to be doing in the next month or so? <laughs> Getting that <laughs> well, last amalgam out. We're well,
1: looking to get that last amalgam
0: out, yeah. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Then, we'll, then we'll get onto it after that.
0: So. Yeah, so once Mary has that last amalgam removed, we are going to start dealing with mercury in your system. Um, and therefore the candida because what happens when there's mercury in your system is candida comes along and wraps itself around so candida is present in everyone's body if you try and eliminate all candida in your body you would not be doing yourself a favor everyone needs to have candida in their body but it's at at a certain level that's kept under control by our microbiome and when something comes along like mercury candida can become overgrown and is actually doing us a favor. So wrapping around and protecting your body from the mercury so high mercury equals high candida so the way to deal with the candida issues is not to go in with antifungals and just trying to target the candida Um, it's like trying to blame firefighters for a fire just because it's there it's not the candida's fault it's there for a reason and we're going to get to the core of that reason which is the mercury so Um, cannot do any chelation whilst there's still an amalgam in but we'll get that one out and then we can start getting rid of that candida for you that'll be
1: great at least I'm looking forward to that because Mm -hmm. I just feel at the moment that I've like what happens is that when uh, I feel like I've had a relapse because of the over Christmas thing and yeah. then um, sneaking back uh, having more of those little carbs and then the candida flaring up. Yeah. And I just have to be really strong. But in being really strong, you one thing with um with gaps that I've learnt a lot and learned a lot from you and this was so amazing. You used to say, "Don't stress about it. You're, it's okay to do something wrong. You know, you're okay. You're doing really well." And that really—that's really got what got me through.
0: Yeah, that's
1: cool. um, going, you know, through last year was, um, you know, you—it was never like, "Oh, you've been <laughs> eating rice crackers by the packet." <laughs> Um, you like I never did that but I think even if I did you'd say well that's all right that was yesterday yeah. oh,
0: let's, <laughs> let's focus tomorrow, on tomorrow <laughs>
1: tomorrow we'll eat more broths and we'll eat more egg yolks and
0: yeah that sort of thing yeah and there's no point getting that willpower thing going on and and beating yourself up and go and thinking it's just because of that because we know why you know you, as you said you've had a little bit of a relapse over christmas We know why. It's because of candida. So it's always our bodies are very smart and there's messages we're getting. So when that's happening, it's not, oh, it's because I'm bad. It's, oh, well, you know, there's candida going on. All right, I really need to deal with these amalgams and deal with this candida because – it's driving my food behaviors so yeah yeah that we look at the body like okay body's smart body's telling us something
1: yeah so yeah. I think I can't um stress that too much for the people that are listening that um don't blame yourself and mm. don't try and be perfect because it's like this thing is inside you controlling you
0: absolutely
1: and but you and, but you, you think oh that's ridiculous I can't use an excuse like that but And then when I talk to you, you can
0: say, yes, well, that's what's happening. Get rid of the amalgam, Mary. Yes, that's exactly right. So what I think we're going to do, Mary, is once amalgams are out, when we've been dealing with the mercury and dealing with the candida, I think we're going to do episode number two with you um, and do a part two and hear how you're going once you've dealt with that.
1: Yeah, that sounds great, Elise.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Mary.
1: Thank you for all you've done. It's been fantastic.
0: Such a pleasure. I love what thank I you
1: do. Uh, thank you.
0: All right. See you guys. Okay. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.